Have you ever wondered what goes into creating an episode of UH? The fly on the wall is Jay and Beck brainstorm banter and offer a glimpse into their madness. Maybe crazy, personal, or messy. But hey, it's how they get shit done. So kick off your shoes, pour yourself a drink of the day, grab that comfy throw blanket, and attempt to relax as you enter into the minds of the maniacs. Welcome to the writing sessions. This is season three. Episode 6, Into the Mystic, The Writing Sessions. To all the listeners out there, I have a fan going. Jason's got a fan going. We are on a phone. It's hot as balls. It's hot as balls. We're on a phone (laughs) recording, so that's why you don't get the best quality for the writing sessions. We save that for the episodes for you guys. That's right. (laughs) The fucking disclaimer. (laughs) Drink of the day, the Mm. kinky cactus. I think that's good. The desert is a dry, hard bitch. <laughs> I feel like this should be like a, a cowboy, like. Give me a beer there, Rock. You know? <laughs> if it ain't a Ford truck. Let him on the ride. <laughs> he tells the fucking the dude's like, no, this dude ain't coming on the fucking go-kart. And well, what? Rock, you well, know. Who did? In the movie, they wouldn't let Rocky on the go-kart because of. The way he looks and fucking Sam Elliott leans in. He's like, let him on the bride. <laughs> <laughs> and the dude's like, all right. <laughs> Sam Elliott has the best voice ever. I know, like, he really does. I could just listen to him narrate to me at night. He like could... a Morgan Freeman. Like, yes. you know, he's like one of them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Morgan Freeman's very calming. We're going to drink whiskey. And then, you know, Morgan Freeman's like godly. Mm-hmm. And then I like the dude's voice in Nope, too. That actor in The Crow, he's in Nope. He's the filmmaker dude. He's like, yeah. Dude. Oh, weird, that dude. He has a cool voice like that, though. That's true. You know? Well, he yeah. kind of, yeah, he came off very odd in that. It was really well done. Yeah, he was very odd, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just a determined filmmaker all the way to the end. Yes, he was. <laughs> when you're in the desert and you need a little sustenance. No, you had the line, bitch. It's a dry bitch. When you're in the desert, when you find yourself in the desert, you need to wet your whistle with something a little prickly. <laughs> something a little tangy. Something, <laughs> something a little tangy. <laughs> Revitalizing, fortifying, enlivening. You need to wet your whistle with something tangy, succulent, and... I feel like... Tangy, succulent, and prickly? Sure. (laughs) I don't know why the fuck I thought of this. I gotta say it before I forget it. Sure. Like the desert rains that'll never come, you know, whatever cactus is number one. I don't know why that... I I was just sitting there, just started getting high again, and that popped in my head. So I don't know if that means anything. Drink of the day. The kinky cactus. When you find yourself in the desert, she's a dry bitch. You need to wet your whistle with something tangy, succulent, and prickly. So apparently he's on Brokeback Mountain, right? Well, it's called the kinky cactus. <laughs> yeah. And we have to do wordplay with this. Let me get a little bit closer here and put on my glasses. Get a little bit closer. And then my, my shoes fell off.
when we were younger, you can start recording on things like tapes and shit. And, you know, you would be there with your friends fucking taping. I remember we went to Back to the Future for my birthday and then we came home and then we were recording. So I have that recording somewhere, but we thought it was so funny that some, one of us heard that if you take like a little crinkly bag and do it in the mic, it sounds like fire, like, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, so like half of the recording is us being like, we're around the campfire and, <laughs> you know, Freddy's coming or whatever the fuck. Have you ever wondered just exactly what sarsaparilla is? What the hell is sarsaparilla anyway? It's a soda. It's like a root beer sort of. Okay. Yeah. They made this. They don't make it anymore. We're do they? distilling the root beer. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, the water was funky too. That's why they drank a lot because right. it was sterilized. Right. Yeah, they didn't get sick. They still make wow. sarsaparilla. Okay. Yeah, it's very expensive, and the reviews are like, eh, for that much money, it better be tasty. You're better off having a root beer. Got myself a cowboy. See y'all later. They're like out of urban cowboy chicks. Okay. <laughs> I think Guileys was a real thing. Where they filmed all the rodeo shit and everything was a real place. They made their own beer named after the actual place, Guileys, but it got burnt down or something and it's gone now. But uh-huh. at one point there was one. She goes, We have words in the South they don't have in other parts of the country. Farn is foreign. F A R S. You know what happened the other day back when I when I fucking came home and looked around? Yeah. Turned around and I saw some of them foreigners coming around, you know. Uh, this really come from looking up redneck, whatever you looked up? Yeah. Yeah, you already told me a couple times ago. You need to shut your pie hole or I'm going to fill it with something else and drag you back to Brokeback Mountain. Now shake it for me. <laughs> So I can hitch to your wagon. <laughs> okay, let's keep them going to Salt Lake. <laughs> yeah, you gotta write that. Yeah, yeah, you gotta write that. To your wagon. I don't think you realize you come out with fucking crazy shit like you do sometimes. Got her shit crisp bacon to give it more. Maybe it's gonna give you the energy for that midnight ride. Yeah, that's great. Give you a little energy for that midnight ride. Okay. <laughs> Don't be reaching for that one seventh eighths time distilled sarsaparilla. Instead, you need to get yourself a stiff one. Rock hard. Start with a chilled pint glass and ambush that some bitch with ice. Next, add four ounces of tequila. And don't be using that no labeled bottom shelf stuff. Woohoo! That kinky cactus is tearing me up. Bartender, another round for me and my friend. Bartender, I'll have what they're having. Add a couple swigs of prickly pear juice, then add a look of lime. Josephine, I'm fetching to get me a feller tonight. I just can't help myself. It's these cocktails. Bartender. What can I get for you, feller? Don't you know who I am? I'm Brock Bronco Gunner, the number one fourth place champion bull rider in these here parts. Does that mean you want to win salted? Hell, I've assaulted half the people in here. You better watch yourself. Don't you have any good music in this place, or is it all Billy Ray? I'm witnessing a scarcity of ashless chaps in here. Where the hell is everybody? 
I think you've had one too many kinky cacti, my friend. You need to shut your pie hole. I'm going to fill it with something else and drag you back to Brokeback Mountain. Now shake it for me, flannel mouth, so I can hitch to your wagon. Like the desert rains that never comes, the kinky cactus is number one. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. <laughs> Garnish with crispy bacon. Give it a little energy for that midnight ride. Cheers. It's, it's fantastic. Oh my god, I gotta give my cat a fucking treat, dude. He's yowling and shit. He's gonna wake up and be in trouble. I just, I give this cat snacks all the fucking time, man. He's all right, you fucking nut. I know, but he's got dry food. You need to feed me. I'm on lots of drugs right now. You're giving me steroids and starving me out. There, two for you, two for you. Now, toodaloo. Shut it. Oh, Come I'm on, so dude. I'm glad my cat's not a beggar. No, this guy is like, thank God I have, I'm only wearing one earpiece, or I wouldn't have heard him jumping and yelling. I look at my cat, I'm like, you're not missing many meals, bro. When you think of the Wild West, you probably picture a dusty town full of manly gamblers and cowboys. Most people have no idea just how much of the West was run, operated, and settled by women. More specifically, the women who ran brothels, a.k.a. madams. Oh, here's a famous madams here. Okay. Five of the madams of the West. Belle Breezing, uh, Fanny Porter. Yeah, hmm. will she have pictures? Well, you know. <laughs> you and I wouldn't be uh, picking these five out. Well, maybe the middle one. Really? Bella Breezing. But the other ones look like uh, my Uncle Bob with a oh, fucking no. wig on. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're not looking. Uh, <laughs> we'd be brothel hopping back in those days trying to find something. Brothel hopping. Oh, man. Have you ever seen those cardboard cutouts that people put on the side of the road that are all black? Yeah. They have all kinds. They have a cowboy one. Have you ever seen that one? No. It scares the fuck out of me sometimes when you're driving. People down the road from me have a Sasquatch that they put near the tree. It's a shadow cardboard cutout. And at, wow. night, at night when you drive down the road, you see like the Sasquatch near the tree. And so I've seen a cowboy one before that freaked me out. I had a cowboy hat and it was leaning up the side of a garage and it was a black cardboard cutout. Why are they doing that? Yeah, you can buy them in all different shapes. It's crazy. I had a cardboard cutout. I think it was at Indiana Jones and sometimes I'd wake up and he'd be standing there and I'd get freaked out in my old room. Yeah, bad. Yeah. Yeah, those things, yeah, certain posters like had a Michael Jackson thriller poster that used to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> I'd wake up and look up at it and go because he had the yellow eyes. Yeah, oh, that? Yeah, and I'm like, I don't like it. Take it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to some Metallica. And they do that? That sounded like a zombie. They'd be like, yeah! You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you were listening to Metallica. That's different. I've always loved Metallica. I, I remember getting their tapes when I was a kid. But what inspires but, you to listen to Metallica suddenly? Like, is it, are you working out? Are you... No. Am I working <laughs> out? <laughs> what, <laughs> what in your normal day, all of a sudden you're like, I think I need to rock some Metallica right now for this Yeah, moment. just sometime. I've been on a, a Stroog kick and like a Bossa Nova kick. And now I'm like, you know what? I need some fucking fire. Okay. I need some fire, all right. you know? <laughs> 
you know, now they're fucking getting older and I, they don't want to do injustice for all the song anymore or some of them from the album because they're too long. They but scale back. Yeah, they're getting older, man. Mm-hmm. I feel like fucking shit half the time. I don't understand. I'm watching them going, what if you feel like shit one day it and you got to go out there for two hours? So you know? must go on. Maybe they're like Elvis. They're getting shot up with shit and they're going back out. <laughs> Maybe they're, they're heavy drinkers, man. Are they? They used to be. They used to be heavy drinkers. Oh, I'm sure they did more than that. Well, they did more than that. <laughs> they probably snorted everything. I think most of the rockers do. Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to figure out if I need my hoodie or not. I'm having hot and cold. I feel like I'm going hot. Oh, me too, man. Holy shit, what's going on here? My hot feet were cold. freezing earlier. I, have, I put them on. Yeah, and she was freaking out. Like earlier, I felt like, am I getting sick or something? I kind of feel tired and worn down, and I was freezing. And my throat had a little soreness, and I'm like, oh, no, not right now. I can't do this right now. I'm going to go lay down, and I covered up with, like, five blankets and power napped for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just kind of like, oh. Yeah. No, I'm all for it getting colder, man. Yesterday was the first time I wasn't sweating the whole fucking night. Was it nice and running around. It was just kind of perfect. I love perfect nights. It's actually our sense of smell that plays a huge role in our ability to process flavor. We had Doritos today. She had these little bags from school. I turned to her and I go, when was the last time you picked up a chip and it was loaded with flavor? Mm. Remember how like back in the day you'd get Terrells or Doritos or something and there'd always be a couple of treasure chips in there that were just caked with fucking spices. Right. You don't get that anymore. The chips have gone downhill. I remember when I lived with he used to get those cheese nip. What the fuck are those called? Cheez-Its? Cheez-Its, yeah. Yeah, he'd get boxes of Cheez-Its. He's a Cheez-It head. And Yeah, we are too, kind of. And I like Cheez-Its too, but he would get these like triple flavored cheese. Like they were caked in cheese. Your fingers would be funky from eating these things. They were so caked yeah. in like white cheddar and whatever. And I cannot mm-hmm. for the life of me find those. It's like they don't exist anymore. Have you noticed that, like on our bad days, I'm walking around 7-Eleven or wherever the fuck we are, and I'm just bored. There's no good snacks. Maybe in Syracuse is a bit better, but in the chip fucking selection is not thrilling anymore. Are they all Um, just the same things like Doritos, Lay's? Yeah. I started getting the 7-Eleven barbecue chips because they reminded me of Terrell's. They were loaded with flavor, and... Now they're not anymore. And I'm noticing that. Like with the Doritos, there was no fucking, hardly any flavor on them. I'm like, what the fuck? We're rich. We have money. I am making that fucking bug thing that will suck the bugs and chop them up. Ooh, nice. And and I'm going to make a new kind of potato chip called extra flavor. Because when chips have a ton of flavor, I don't eat that many of them because I get the salt kick out of the way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, It quenches the salt first. I don't usually eat that many chips, so I want some that are extra flavor. Okay. You know, it's going to be caked on, super caked on. Extra salty, extra fucking all that, and just just so you eat a couple of them and you'll be satisfied. I'll go in on with you on the um, the invention the of bug? The, yeah, for sure. We'll oh. pitch that shit to Shark Tank, or we could just take it on ourselves and market it, and any other invention we think of. Yeah. yeah. UH Co. I mean, why not? Our bug vacuum is definitely one of them with a blender in it and a bag. Yeah, because when we, when we went on vacation with you girls, uh, in the bathroom, we usually keep 
you know, next to the faucet, there's like this thing you pull up. So, you know, you can fill it up with water. Well, we, we kept that open and, you know, we would see a giant roach once in a while, maybe like three times. When like we were at summer, the cabin a, or at your house? No, at my house. We discovered that there was one in the kitchen and I'm like, where is this coming from? We didn't have a strainer thing in uh, the oh, kitchen. Oh, yeah, and they come right sink. up through the pipes, yeah. It just came right up through, and it, and they come up right up through the fucking, the one in the bathroom. So when we came home, I was fucking sitting here like I am now, and the fucker peered up from my giant monitor, and I went, oh, shit. And I go to get her, and she's not that great of a killer. Like, she'll grab it, it falls. She's <laughs> grabbing it, it falls. But I'm just thinking, if we had that fucking vacuum thing, I just would have sucked it right up. Oh, so you you're know? like me and you tell me to get it. I'm not killing. Uh-uh. Okay. No, she's the killer. Yeah. Cat. I'll wake her up out of a dead fucking sleep. Get up. Cat, you gotta get it. If I woke her up, she'd murder me, but I definitely tell her to get it. I say, you get it. Especially the Spideys. I cannot. Like yesterday, I told her, I go, you don't know this, but when I'm writing with Jason, these things are running across the desk at me. So we have a problem, <laughs> right? And oh I had God. cleaned my office. I think I told you I rearranged my office like a month ago, redid everything, put my new computer up. Remember I told you I vacuumed all the webs and everything. And literally I looked up yesterday and there were spider webs all over in the corners. And some of them were dropped down into the lighting that I have and stuff. So I came in with the dust buster and I started sucking all the webs up and I started dusting and like cleaning. And then I told yeah. her, I said, you have to spray the house. And today I look up and there's a leaf hanging off a giant spider web off the gutter. So it's like they ran upward. Oh, oh. my God, we pushed the spiders up. We are running the dustbuster. We have the terrarium in there. Uh -huh. There are so many spiders and flies and shit inside that thing. I don't even know it's alive or dead anymore in there. There's so much of them. And I'm yeah, afraid to that's... empty it. What do you do? You're going to open it and just empty it in your garbage can? No. So it needs to yeah. get chopped in a blender. Yeah, it does. They need to just die immediately. And Max goes, are we going to see it? I go, no, the bag's going to be, you, it'll be black or whatever. You won't even see the guts and shit. Yeah. You know, you won't even see any of that. You know, back in cleaners, you used to have bags. Yeah. And, that, and now they're all like container things. Yeah. yeah, like a bag. Yeah, they, they need to be out. a bag, like a poop bag for a dog type of deal where you could tie it and throw it. Yeah. Yep, I swear. That would be oh, an amazing invention because there's nothing like that. There's tennis rackets with electricity in them for them. There's fly swatters. There's traps. There's sprays. There's dust busters, which doesn't kill them, just sucks them up. What else is there? Oh, there's the salt guns. Have you seen those? No. It's mm -hmm. kind of like a little plastic gun like a super soaker type gun and when you see a bug you shoot it it's like a shotgun and it splatters salt all over and it just pfft. of course you'll have oh. a little bit of salt to clean up but it's supposed to kind of fuck them up if you miss or if you if it doesn't hit full salt blast and it just gets a little tiny salt piece on it it's just going to be like whatever yeah i'm i mean it would sell out in new york city for sure it would sell out hell yeah everybody fucking has seen a roach or something like people have mice i remember this chick had mice running around thank god we never had that but i remember going to her house and she's like oh one just ran by over there Ooh. she have cats no oh, uh, i would have got a cat uh, i can't stand fucking roaches and things like that it's just so gross the problem with roaches is they're so prolific 
once you get them, if you, especially if you're in an apartment, everyone's going to get them, you know, like bed bugs. It's just going to fucking travel. And I hate the fact when the lights are out is when they come out. Uh-huh. It's nighttime. When I was a little kid, I was maybe like 10. I was asked to babysit this little Jamaican kid down in the basement apartment. And his mom and uh, my mom were going to go out. I was like, okay, yeah. And she was going to pay me. So I go down with him. And I remember this night, like, I don't know. I just said, well, I'll never forget it. I remember playing him that movie, April Fool's Day. Do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah. That's with, uh, who's that chick? Deborah Foreman. The main yeah. chick in yes. April Fool's Day. Yeah. yeah. And it scared the shit out of him. You know, obviously it was a scary kind of movie for a little kid. Anyway, the kid finally falls asleep. I remember coaxing him into watching. He had a fish tank with seahorses. Mm-hmm. Little seahorses just going around. I'm like, oh, look at the cute little seahorses. And I remember seeing one was pregnant and it had babies in front of me. It squirts out the babies. It's really weird. It just squirts out like hundreds of babies out of it. Yeah. And all of a sudden behind the tank on the wall, I see a roach and it was a big roach. Now I know our building had roaches because we lived in you know the ghetto and everybody had roaches. I went and turned the lights on. Jason, I saw hundreds of them scattering all around. They oh were God. fucking everywhere. I remember panicking. We had a few upstairs and they come out behind the fridge where it was warm. They were in the kitchen a lot because you had the water. You had the, like you said, the pipes in the sink. And they liked the warm places like behind the fridge or electronics. When I turned those lights on and just saw hundreds of them scattering all over. How, how do you kill them? You can't even get rid of them. They survived nuclear war. What do you do? Yeah. You get a vacuum with a blade in it. That's what you do. You get a vacuum with a blade in it. Yeah, our old place, I'm kind of really happy we moved because in the summertime, you'd have to kill about five of the giant ones a summer. The place needed to be remodeled. So I think that the new hipsters that live there, it's probably much better off because when we lived there, there was holes and shit everywhere, like around the piping of the uh, radiator. We had to get brass to put in there and like there were fucking holes all over the place under the, the sink and shit like that. And the, the cats would be looking at the cupboards under the sink and you'd know they'd be running around. But, you know, that was only in the summer. And then like the winter, we never really, you didn't really see them. But right before we moved, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was the people downstairs, but we started getting little ones. That oh. We bought everything you could buy. We had like three different brands going at the same time. See, also the stairs were really old and they had little holes. They were sort of like coming apart a bit. So anything could be running up through there and coming in our apartment and nothing was working. I would be in the office and I started seeing them in the office. They would be running across the fucking desk. So like in a big way, I'm fucking glad we moved because nothing was stopping them. Nothing was stopping them. Now here we don't have them. And it's amazing. And the only reason why we did is because, you know, we didn't put the grate in the sink and things like that. But other than that, I don't live in fear anymore. You'd rather take those little gnats that drive you nuts and uh, the the little tiny ladybug beetle things that you'll once in a while see near the skylights. Those are nothing. It's the roaches. Like Mm -hmm. I was panicking at the cabin with the wood roaches. I was like, please, no, because I don't give a fuck what you call it. A roach is a roach. 
And if you looked at where, oh, the, it is. where they were hanging out, they were hanging out down by the sink and underneath the sink near the garbage. So mm-hmm. when I saw one run across the floor when I was putting together the projecting screen or whatever, I was like, that is a roach. I was right. So I told Kat, I'm like, everything goes in the washer. Everything's going on hot water. We washed everything and we made sure nothing hitched a ride. Yeah. No, they're so disgusting. Yeah. They're just terribly disgusting. I mean, but I think our problem is going to be spiders. We see one every other day now, but that's okay. I see I'll, I'll just, I grab them and I just, in a fucking paper towel, squish it, throw oh, it away. So no you, problem. You, you do battle the spiders? You just won't do the roaches? Because they're so tiny and they're and they're paratrooping. They're not running. That fucking roach, that last one when we came home from the cabin that was in my room back here, it took like a fucking hour to kill it because I have so much shit in this room that it fucking ran in the corner where I got all my extra like CD players. So we had to move all that shit out. Yeah. And it just, it was fucking pain in the ass. And yeah. they're just sneaky little bastards. They are. And the only roach I'll ever feel fucking sympathy for was the arcade roach. I saw it think it was not in good shape. Yeah, well, you know? don't feel too bad for it, okay? No, I'm not feeling too bad for it. Just, I never thought I would have any kind of sympathy or empathy or anything for a roach. But <laughs> I never thought you, you would know. either, but okay. But that's, the, I mean, there's a first time for everything, and, it, and there are anomalies. So it's just an anomaly. But all others can fucking die. Yeah. And rot in hell. (laughs) Scumbags. Yeah, there'll be human fucking roaches in the future. Because we'll blow ourselves up or something. You know, before we were around, things were crawling out, finally crawling out of the sea and developing legs and all sorts of shit. And then we came out of that. So I think in the distant future, they're going to be like roach people running around. That's all that's going to survive. Well, I hope know? I'm not one of them. I'd like to be in no. the great heaven, the great whatever in the sky, than <laughs> be a hybrid roach. Yeah, like that uh, Kafka story. I think it's Metamorphosis, where a guy wakes up and he's a roach. Yeah, the closest thing to that, and I think his name was Roach, was the guy in The People Under the Stairs. Oh, yeah, his name was Roach. Yeah, and he would just be in the walls running around, and that's yeah. pretty much they nailed that. I mean, they like took his tongue out or something, I think. Yeah, they cut his right? tongue out. Yeah. That was kind of a good movie, weirdly. Like a bad yeah, good I movie. Yeah, I revisit that. And there was just... I saw it in the theater. Oh, yeah. yeah, they were like, you know, the director of Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm like, I'll be there. You know, Wes Craven was, the 80s were his heyday. Right. He did a lot of the 80s Twilight Zones, too. Some of the better ones. But yeah, they had great directors for the 80s Twilight Zone. The, the Shadow Man is, you know, the Gremlins dude. Yeah. And Wes Craven did the first episode, and just all these. I'm like, this this dude directed this? No shit. Well, that's yeah, what they had to do directors. to keep up with Rod Serling. They just don't make <laughs> them like they funny. used to, man. They don't make movies to where you feel like comforted by them. Like you want to go to sleep to them and curl up and relax. Now movies are like, no, they oh, don't. They don't do that. We just revisit. Mm-hmm. I came out and Cat was watching. Um, yeah, it had Neil Patrick Harris when he was younger. It had a bunch. It was like a bunch. Oh, of- Starship Troopers. Where they're fighting bugs and everything. Yeah. It's all future. Yeah. Yeah. And I go, yeah. I never saw that whole movie. Are you serious? Yeah. I've always seen it on and caught like 15 minutes of it. And then that was it. And then I, I think it's great. Some of the best special effects I've ever seen. It's fucking cool. It's cool because it's all about fascism. It's a director of Robocop. I think the movie's fantastic. I love it. I've seen pieces of it. I knew by seeing the actors and what they were wearing and the bugs, what it was. First of all, it's really gory. 
It has amazing, like I said, amazing special effects. It's gory as fuck, and it's funny. Like, for instance, the main dude, this chick always likes him, and they finally start getting it on in this tent. And uh, Michael Ironside, you know that fucking actor, he's, he's a weird, he's always a villain or something. Yeah. Anyway, he plays an awesome role as like one of the instructors. You can hear him in the background, everybody be ready in uh, 10 minutes, uh, you know, we're, we're going to war and shit. And then he peeks in to the tent and the two characters peek up from the covers and he, he just smiles and goes, yeah, you, why don't you make it 20? And just leaves. Right. <laughs> like he allowed them to bang. I came like in on just, that part. And she, she was originally under the blanket for a minute. And then he. Right. He that's sees, right. He popped, popped Yeah. Out. And, then, and then he goes, oh, okay, make it 20. You know, and he turns. Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking awesome, dude. He's like, after the first battle, he's like, we're, we work hard. We play hard. You know, you, you kill the bugs and I bring the beer. And all these dudes bring the fucking beer. And he throws him a party. I'm like, this dude's fucking awesome. This is the kind of guy you want to fight for, man, who'll get you fucked up afterwards. You Does know? he die in it? Yeah, yeah, he dies. Because uh, yeah. I, when I came back out, he wasn't there. And I'm like, where? Everyone was celebrating. And I was like, where's the dude? Did he die? He must have died. I didn't ask him. Oh, uh, it sucks when he dies. You're like, no, this dude's fucking great. He steals every scene he's in. Uh, he goes out in a good way. Paused. I hate starting and stopping movies, too. You know, like, there are times when we're in the thick of things where I watch 40 minutes and I don't know when I'm going to watch the other hour. Right. You know, it could be a couple days. And, I don't know. And what if it's really good and you're so tired and you're like, I don't want to just stop it right now. I want to keep watching it. Once you stop it and you come back to it the next day, you're in a different mood. Why are movies better when you come across them on TV, just on some random station? They always, not better, but normally it's like, it seems like a chore. I got to go pick out a movie for yep. my collection. I got to put it in. I got to sit and watch it. But when it's on TV, you're like, okay. Yeah. Well, did you ever see that movie X? That's uh, like a slasher movie. I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? No, but there's a prequel called Pearl with this Mia Goth. I don't understand this Mia Goth chick. What's this infatuation with her? I don't even know who she is. Yeah, she's in both movies and she's the star. Because I was going to the galleries and I walked by a movie theater and they have posters out. I'm like, what's playing? They still had Elvis playing. They had um, Top Gun playing. And then they had Pearl and it's her. And she's like a killer or something. She's married to Shea LaBeouf. Oh, well, you know she's got to be something else then. Uh-huh. She looks like something else. I bet you she's a wild child. Anybody that can deal with that, dude. This is the story of DMT, or dimethyltryptamine, a simple compound found throughout nature which has profound effects on human consciousness. You know, you hear all the DMT stories. They always get rubber band shotted out to, like, another place that usually has people... They're going, we've been waiting for you. I wonder if that would be too intense to do. It sounds so cool, but I know I would be freaking out. Did it a couple times. And he asked me, do you ever do DMT? I said, no. He said the first two times he tried it, he couldn't. Because you have to get to two or three tokes, I guess. Right. And he said I couldn't make it past the first one because he would freak out. He would freak out. But he goes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it. And he was set on it. He finally did it. He said it was, like, worth it for him. But he was younger, too. When we were younger. I think we were probably in our 30s at that point. Yeah, nobody was had that when we were younger. No. I might have acid once in a while or something. If but... they had DMT, I would have done it as I was younger. I would have picked that over acid. 
I think so. But there's one thing that freaks me out about DMT hmm. is, you know how, and a lot of people say this, when you're dreaming and it seems like you've lived a week's worth of an adventure in a dream, it's yeah. really only a few minutes right. or a couple of minutes. That's what DMT is. You know, you, you know, last 15 minutes or whatever, but people always say that time goes away and it seems like you're there for a while. You it know? almost seems like you're dying in a way then, if you think about it. Because a lot of the very same things happen. Um, right. And when you see people that take it, they kind of just look out of their body, don't they? Uh-huh. Like you would want someone taking care of you if you're going to do that. Be near me, just in case. And some people have been horrified. There are some parts of their trip where they're seeing fucking devils and shit and weird things. Oh, and I don't I'm like, like I'd that. Be fucking Wait attack. a minute. I don't, I don't want to even hear about that one. Yeah, because I, I went through a period where I was watching people talk about their DMT trips and a good amount of them scared me. Can you imagine doing ayahuasca and tripping for five, six hours? Hardcore. No, because you know? first of all, I hate puking. Apparently a lot of people puke like many. Yeah. And mm -hmm. secondly, isn't it like you're going through traumas and shit or you're facing things? Yeah. Uh huh. Like, yeah, I you're seeing things. Yeah, I don't know if I want to do this. No, I don't um, know if I want to do that. But then a lot of people our age and older do ayahuasca. A lot. I don't know how they do it. Ron White talks about it. How did Alaska change my life? Theo Vaughn. What the hell? Why is it changing everyone's life? Yeah, I guess if you have a lot of like problems, demons or whatever, it kind of makes you face them. You'd be like and the student loan people be running after me. Yeah, they'd be giant with teeth and everything coming after me and be freaky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. Nope. No thanks. I, if there was a, a button you could hit. That you could stop it. Well, yeah, like escape. I'd, yeah, I'd like to see it for maybe a, 10 seconds, maybe, and then just click it off. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be there in a geometric fucking warp land or something. Right. Forever with the, the elves the machine or machine elves. elves. Yeah, fucking with me. Or the cartoon know. people with basketball heads and stuff. I wouldn't believe in an afterlife because scientifically it says your brain releases that. Right. But... Because there are so many accounts of people floating around the hospital and talking about what the doctor was doing, who visited them when they didn't even know, yeah, and shit like that. That gives me hope. Did I ever tell you about the dude that I interned for that I went to a bar with him? And no. he said he... He took me to this bar that was this famous bar called The Pink, and it was a super divey bar, and it was near the place I interned, and this dude would smoke weed. We'd be editing at night, just smoking weed, laughing, ordering tacos, and uh, we went drinking one time at The Pink. We're sitting there at the bar, and he's like, yeah, dude, I was at this bar, this exact bar. I think he did some coke or something, right. and he's like, and my heart stopped, but when I fell off the chair and hit the floor, it restarted it. <laughs> I was <What>? like, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this dude was crazy, man. This dude was crazy. I'm a little pissed. I can't believe how fucking shitty I feel from that pizza. I mean, I got energy. Everything's cool. But I just mean, like, there's such a weirdness, man. Fucking, they can't drink enough water. The fuck? I can't eat ramen noodles anymore. I, I'm done with them. The salt. The last one I ate, mm -hmm. I ate before bed, mm -hmm. and I just kept waking up choking because the spice was coming up, oh. the broth, 
I thought I was going to die. I'd wake up like, <laughs> you know, Jesus. multiple times. Because I lay on my stomach, right? Yeah. This was, I don't know, a few months ago. And uh, when you think I gave you uh, that one of those good ramens, yeah. I had a second one chilling. It fucking fucked me up, man. Wow. No, no more. Well, don't anyway, eat the sorry. spicy ones. Get them more mild. But even if I get the mild ones, like the good cup, the chicken. Yeah. I still feel like a monstrous shit because of all the fucking salt and everything. Yeah, man. Well, do you drink yeah. the broth? I sip it. I'll sip oh, like maybe. That's the I take little sips once in a while because it's good flavor. Oh, I drain that you know, I shit can't, out. I can't taste shit back. So oh. when I fucking, when I sip that, it's so flavorful to me. You know, I know, but you got to be careful. Over. You're going to end up having monosodium glutamate. I'm done, dude. I'm done. <laughs> this dude at the styrofoam factory used to eat two a day for lunch. Yeah, and he's and probably like, dead now. Yeah, I'm like, geez. And he would stick the whole thing in the microwave with the styrofoam. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> two a day. And he, he was a funny dude. You know, he would say weird, funny shit. He was kind of a goofy dude. Like, right away, you just knew this dude was goofy. Right. He'd come in because everybody called me the dude man. Because I would say, what's up, dude man, or whatever. So all around the, the styrofoam factory, they would do, like, devil horns, but point them and wiggle their fingers and go, dude man, dude man, dude man. So he would come in there and do that all the time. And he was just a weird fucking dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> dude! Man! There were big blocks, and sometimes my job would be in the factory to mold the blocks and put them somewhere. And once you did enough for the day, you just kind of had to fiddle around. So I rearranged the blocks like a maze. I even had a fucking sliding door because <laughs> they had little carts. So I brought a cart back there, put a block on, so it was like a sliding door, and I made like a little room. And I would just go there for like a fucking hour and play my Game Boy and shit. And then pop out and be like, who needs something? I would take naps there. And then my friend who was my weed dealer, dude, I heard you got a fucking, you know, he found out or something. And then we would just alternate. He would go take a nap and I'd watch out if anybody needed anything. I would go and get him up and we would switch. That's the best. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, we got, we got the work done, but like the main people were cutting them and stuff. And that took all day. And then you'd help them wrap them and shit. But yeah, we made a room one time. And one time, the reason why I stopped doing the rooms is because I fell asleep or something. And then I got up and started walking around. And this one dude's like my age was like, everybody's looking for you. What the fuck? And like, I forget what I made. I made up some excuse. I had to go to my car or something. But that ended the rooms. Adventures of the Styrofoam Factory. <laughs> Adventures of the Styrofoam Factory. I'm probably going to get mesothelioma in a oh couple years. But... <laughs> hey, you can go for the lawsuit there and pay off all your uh, school bills. Right? Well, let me ask you. Yeah. I, was, I worked there for about one year in Syracuse and two years in Buffalo. And I liked this job because I can listen to music and just zone out. You would take the Styrofoam pieces that were cut. And you put them on this grid that melts them and makes them cubes. And then it had a sucker that sucked the air up. But I was near that all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, are, are you scared now? Heating that up. Yeah. Wouldn't that be pretty toxic? <laughs> well, and then the whole the whole factory. Let's say you order, um, I don't know, something from my Ikea and Ikea needs these long pieces to stick in between the boards. Like the main dudes, I would make the blocks, and then the main dudes would put them on a conveyor belt, and they could set the wires that heat up 
and it cuts through the fucking styrofoam. And then, you know, we would package them up. Right. That was going on all day. Yeah, and there's fumes coming off that. So I was around that all the time. I'm sure there's some kind of long-term effect. But if you haven't experienced by now, I would think you're in the clear. Think so? I think so. I think you would have some sort of weird neurological tics happening. I don't want fucking cancer in the lungs or whatever. Or dementia. What do you mean? Why dementia? I don't know. I just think dementia is horrible and everybody... I thought thought you knew that styrofoam burning (laughs) caused dementia. (laughs) And I went, oh, God. (laughs) And then I started cleaning the warehouse. And I was away from that for a while and I would help load trucks. Because I could listen to Mike OK and listen to all the Yankee talk and I would sweep and move shit around. I was in the warehouse for a good amount, I'd say like a third of my time there. And then they had the grinder. You would throw shit in this grinder that ground them into little pellets that you put in packaging right and nobody i never nobody's wearing masks i'm grinding this shit up i'm fucked you say you're from tucson but you talk all fancy and europe like this is the way we talk in tucson arizona you gotta move the fuck out of here <laughs> <I know. laughs> dude i'm looking at all the shit that can kill you there <laughs> yeah yeah monster rattlesnake uh africanized bee bark scorpion coral snake tarantula centipede it oh just keeps God. going <laughs> i hope she lives near a hospital where you can get fucking anti-venom and shit <laughs> oh my goodness no fucking way fuck that <laughs> It's like the fucking Transylvania for animals. Okay, so what if we say, like, get into a brawl or get an up-close look at, and then we name off all the spiders. And... At our vast amount of wildlife. Close. Black widows. Well, of course the black widow spider's there, too. Desert toad. can A toad can poison you there. Oh, my God. Black bears. It just keeps going. Tarantula hawk. Oh, Jesus Christ almighty. They're showing these snakes and shit. Oh, I can't believe she's living there, man. We need to make money to get her out. (laughs) She's got a lot to worry about. She's got to worry about the Logolan fucking monster. I took a picture of all of the screenshot that had all the dangerous animals. And I'm going to send it to her tomorrow and go, you need to move. (laughs) (laughs) Quickie. Why are you so interested? Because I like to play with things, Mommy. I know. I fucking am the biggest killer, one of the most efficient killers in all of nature. Right. (laughs) (laughs) If his voice was like that, I would be like, wow, that does not fit you at all. I've always wondered. What they would, they would sound like? Yeah, like, would it be... A movie where somebody comes up with an invention, you point it at the animal and just like shoot a beam into them and then they start talking. I think my cat would sound kind of doofy, superposed. Right. Like, okay. oh, you. If there was an invention and it was like yeah. a little collar that you could strap around the neck mm. of your animal and it actually projected their voice, their accent, the way they would speak, how mm-hmm. would your cat sound? The boy cat would be like, yeah, I, uh, I eat food and uh i connive a bit like bill murray in caddyshack okay he's he's a little derpy he's a little derpy all right but he uses his limited brain power like the apollo program okay. you know because they <laughs> they got to the moon with less computer power than a fucking modern calculator <laughs> the girl cat 
she's very skittish. I think she would sound kind of like just a a girl in the back of the class that was quiet and kind of scared of things. Like I, I like to eat food and I like to hang out in my box and get box pet. I like when Daddy gives me soup hair. And, and I, I, I'm sorry, I can't answer any more questions. What kind of voice would she have if you had to assign her a voice type, like from a famous person? A famous person, huh? Uh, the red-haired chick in Greece. What? <laughs> What's her name? The tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Sandy. Let's go fucking to the beach. You know? <laughs> the beauty school dropout chick? Yeah. <laughs> oh I'd God. like to think she would talk like Rizzo, but my cat is not that confident. Again, yeah, my cat is scared. What would Flicker sound like? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know if I'm as creative as you here with this, but let's see. Hmm. Um, I feel like he'd have the small man complex. He'd be a bit of a Napoleon, you know? Would he talk like the inconceivable guy? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's because of you. you know? <laughs> no, I think he'd be more like a little Joe Pesci. I think he'd be like, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to come back to my bowl. And if there's not any dry food in there for me to munch on, I'm going to take that rolling pin. I'm going to crack your fucking head open. And then when you wake up in the hospital, <laughs> I'm going to be there and I'm going to crack your fucking head open again. So make sure I have some goddamn fucking food in the plate. You got it, you fucking jag off. That's him. <laughs> That's him. And that would be the voice he'd have, too. That's that's what I'd assign him. The dogs, I'm trying to think, like, Blue, he's kind of just, oh, like, yeah. he's very gentle. I'm trying to think of what personality would fit him. Because he's a loving, gentle boy, and she's more of a whippersnapper. She's more of, like, she monitors the house. She looks out the windows, and she's like, what's going on? And Blue's kind of like, eh, I think I'll just lay around today. And are you going to take me out for a walk? No? Okay, well. Just lay here, then. He's mellow. He would like the Grateful Dead. Yeah. He would. He would go to the show. So you think if you called Flicker, yeah, it would sound kind of like this. I'm what counts out here. Not your fucking TV shows. When the fuck did I ever ask you if I could come out here? You only exist out here because of me. He, sound like? That's exactly what he would be like. <laughs> If you put the vocal thing on, it'd be over with. You'd be like, oh, I don't know if I like him anymore. That's what I'm saying. I'm kind of glad that they're silent in a way. Right. Imagine if they did talk and they followed you around the house. Hey, asshole. You hear outside your door and you'd be like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. <sighs> and this guy's a little fucking dictator. Mine's a dictator. The girl cat doesn't bother me at all in terms of jumping at the door. For those who don't know, my cat jumps six feet in the air rams into the door and lands with a huge thud so you just heard this and you're like what the fuck and then he wants his fucking treat so he'll yowl um he's a door slammer man i had a dude, cat like that too they throw their whole body up against the door yeah yeah like bodily harm we have to give him the he has asthma so we're trying to get him off of pills and we got the inhaler he did something i've never heard a cat do before what's that He's fighting us when we're trying to put the thing on his face. And then at a certain point, he gives up and stops and does a huffy breath. Like, <sighs> oh, that's my cat. Are you serious? Flicker, he huffs at least once a day and he does it when he's pissed. He goes. <sighs> I never did either. I've, we've had nine cats throughout my life and I've never heard that before. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know what? Yeah. If they did have voices. We might have to do something about our cats because they would get together and try and take over the fucking world, I think. Uh, yeah. 
I watched that um, Netflix special, In the Mind of the Cat. Yeah. And I wanted to see if he would comfort me if I was emotional or sad. So when he turns into a little Joe Pesci and he starts attacking me and he turns into a little prick sometimes and huffs at me and like bites my foot because he just wants me to do something, he'll just chomp on me. I'll go, oh, you hurt mama. And then he'll come (laughs) slowly on me like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Joe Pesci. I call my girl cat fucking Temple Grandin because she loves her box. She's in there the whole time. And you go over and give her box pet. You ready for box pet? And she just starts rolling around in the box like wow, crazily. She's a box girl. Okay. She's a Temple Grandin, man. She likes boxes and pictures. Pictures? Fucking, that's, wasn't that how uh, <laughs> Temple, Temple Grandin? <laughs> she'd say something like, I drew him a picture. <laughs> Temple Grandin. <laughs> what a so weird I think movie your girl was. cat would be Temple Grandin then. Uh, maybe she would. She, <laughs> oh boy! Anybody who's listening, put on Temple Grandin scene with fucking Claire Danes, and you'll see how crazy it is. And would you really want your animal following you around with a Temple Grandin voice? Like, Dad, can, do you think you can put down a couple of those treats for me? Because I like the treats, the ones in the blue bag, the ones that you crinkle when you open them. I'd like that. And be, oh, geez. We're going to take a little trip, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. You'd have to get her one of those, like, farm. those little vests or something. Don't they wrap her? She had, like, a machine that squished her to make her feel better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the box for your girl. When she gets scared or something startles her, she runs and goes into the box. I walk over to the box and I go, the box isn't going to help you if anything is going down. <laughs> now, is the box you on know? the floor or is it elevated? It's an Amazon box. It's probably six inches deep. It's a flatter, longer, between a rectangle and a square. Are there no other boxes like it? This box is mine? She loves this box. We No, she's always had a box. We, we had a box down the hall in our old apartment, and I put all her toys in it. Does she, you know, ro- she, so she rotates boxes, or does she have a particular? Well, she breaks them. Oh, like, because she's so fat <laughs> that the last box that she had was probably the same size, and it just she flattened it. They're yeah. Norwegian mountain cats and Mancoon, so they're big and hairy. Just be thankful you don't have cats like had. I've never seen a person have demon cat after demon cat. Oh, he has cats. Well, his mom, growing up with him, he had one cat that was just nuts, and then it died, and then I saw it. We used to go over to his mom's every Christmas, and she would make us a, you know, a guinea meal. And the cat there, I forget what the fucking name of it was, but it was so scary. It would weirdly come up and rub against me and shit like that. And there was one particular time I was over there, and it was rubbing against me. I thought it was friendly. I picked it up, and its head backed up, and he, he stared into my eyes and just went, <laughs> I was going, Get this fucking thing away from me, man. He's going, I don't know what to do. And it's it's hissing at me, shit, dude, and it's gone. Your animals usually are a lot like you, like the owner. They have little weird habits mm. like us. If they had this fucking cat on the Nostromo, the fucking alien would have thrown himself out of the fucking escape latch into space himself. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had a cat on the Nostromo, but it just kind of was scared. Yeah. The fucking alien would have been like, holy fuck, dude, I, I, I'm taking me. my chances in space <laughs> with no air. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my okay. lord, dude! Oh yeah, I was I was uh, going through sound effects last night, and yeah. door knock or whatever. Type it in, download it, doing all my thing, and now I haven't searched anything. I'm just sitting there now, mm-hmm. getting ready to listen to the next segment or whatever. I didn't hit play, and all of a sudden I hear a chick through the speaker. What? Yeah, and she went like. Something like that. I don't even know what she said. And and I was like, what? And I opened up. You're fastering, dude. I looked at my computer and there was nothing that could have made that. There was nothing that could have made that voice. I don't know who it was and what it even said, but damn, it was loud. It came through as loud as the speaker was turned up. God is in his holy <laughs> temple. <laughs> you better go find the chief, dude. Oh my God, no doubt, man. <laughs> um, no, well, uh, I don't know, man. When I get Chinese food, or when we used to, because it closed now, I would go there instead of ordering it because they won't give you certain amount of sauces if you say i want 10 duck sauces they'll give me four so i would always go there and when she would be bringing it up and turning around i had fucking handfuls of the hot sauce the fucking duck sauce the soy and just have piles of that shit when i mean egg rolls dude i need fucking 20 duck sauce packets for one egg roll or do you ever just take the sweet and sour sauce that comes with oh fuck yeah and then they give you a it. tub of that they shit they give you a tub it's sweeter than the duck sauce. Yes. It's fruitier. It's and more like of a yeah. yeah. Are you a dipper? Because I'm a fucking crazy dip that whole thing in. I haven't found any Chinese food that I like, really. I think yeah. what we went with was good because it was spicy. Yeah, man. And it felt authentic. And here the it's The chicken like, wasn't weird. No. Is a dabber. So it works out beautiful for me if we had limited sauce. When we order a Thai lunch, the little sauces they give you for the spring rolls and other things, it's literally like a fourth of a shot. She is a dabber, but she was a waster because of that. I take her shit, man. It's a good thing. She barely dabs it. I'm like, why are you even putting that much on the plate if you're just going to... Do you know we're in some kind of hard times right now? (laughs) Ketchup is going to be... Do you know ketchup is uh, one of the... $8. Always need ketchup, man. You gotta man. have ketchup, man. If, I mean, if you put ketchup on it, you could get it down your throat if you need to. If there's a zombie apocalypse, you can just make soup out of that. Be terrible, but hey, give me a cracker Crackers. and I'll fucking do yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> people, exactly. oh, yeah, people have done that on pasta. They've squirted ketchup like marinara sauce on their pasta. What? Yeah. That's like grandmother's rolling in a grave. People are crazy with their experiments. Six is in the books. We've crossed the halfway point. Well, Maniacs, there you have it. This concludes the writing sessions.